Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee Club Podcast, episode 99. I guess we should just take a minute to reflect on that number. It's a big number. It's, yeah, we, we've just been churning them out lately. I haven't even realized that we've been getting so close to that elusive number 100. So, the nervous 90s. The nervous, <laughs> are we going to make it? Who knows? Tune in next time to find out. But uh, if you're watching the video, you can see that we have a very special guest back on the show today, Mr. Joe Klecker. Joe, how are you doing? Doing well. Our board. Our board. <laughs> Fair enough. Our first uh, fourth, five. Three Pete. More than three. No, I think this oh, is yeah. four. Three P, Three full episodes, right? And then one little, like the bonus. What was the or bonus? Or is it? Didn't, was it the one you did here where it was like sections? Or no, have you no, actually no. been on four? No, I think I've been on four. That was just with the women that, that we did that one. Has it really been four? Four, that's in, four and 99. Florida. Those are some yeah, good numbers. Count them out. Did one well, after indoors. After indoors, yeah. There must be one in between there. Maybe it's three. Three or four. No, one in your backyard. Definitely one in the... In Longmont. Yeah. In Longmont one, one, at, one at your table in Boulder. Yeah. One in Florida. One in your backyard in Longmont. And, and you're right. here in Switzerland. I think I think it's appropriate. You're on for 99. Mm-hmm. I feel special. I feel Hopefully, special. carry you over the the the, cen- the century mark. Yeah, get us there in uh, in in fashion. But so today is the World Chance preview episode, and it's good that Joe is on because well, George also knows a lot about what's going on. But personally, I'm pretty bad at previewing races. I would say Joe is the man who, out of the guys on the team, is probably the most like keyed into actually what's going on in the in the professional world of our sport so very good to have him on, him on today before we get into that all that stuff a little ollie update um unfortunately not with us today just because well it's been very hard to schedule between here and america and today he's actually heading back to australia so yeah in terms of just an update i mean i think he's just been going through the ups and downs of being injured i actually i message him somewhat frequently I have no idea what he's been doing with all his time. We had Gus in the lake yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm, I have a feeling that was an old photo. Because <laughs> I've seen that photo and I'm pretty sure Jenna took it. <laughs> well. But I'm sure he's been having a nice time with Gus. Yeah, I mean, Gus has definitely been getting some quality time before he heads back to Australia. So we should have him back on when he's there. But I think that'll be really nice for his recovery and all that. Just being back home. Um, yeah. Can't, can't wait to have him back on. Yeah. And yeah, I think he's I think he's going home for a good chunk of time. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's always nice to get out of uh, your like your place where you train really hard. If you like spend a lot of time there when training things are not going well, like I feel like it doesn't leave a good impression. It feels weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. You feel you don't know what to do with yourself. He wants to probably wake up every morning and go train. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, well, so. I feel like it'd be similar to being here mm-hmm. and like not running whereas like the only point of being in samaritz i feel like is to train super hard so yeah. i feel like it would feel weird a little similar to boulder there's something about so take like boulder as an example like going to a cafe in boulder is so nice but it's so much nicer after you've done your training if you if that's like all yeah. you have to do in the day i mean in your off season it's cool but uh yeah in other circumstances like wow this is all i got to do today this is kind of boring so yeah, yeah when you really think about it we don't do much every day it's like train go hang out at the cafe or grab some lunch, make some lunch. But when you don't have the training part, you feel very <laughs> Everything else incomplete. falls apart. So, yeah, that's the other update. Should have him back very soon. But Such a balanced lifestyle we live. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when we try to pretend that we're balanced. I mean, there yeah. are there are levels to it. 
still we're all very unbalanced though in uh, if you take a step back and have some that was a uh, perspective that was always smith's <laughs> uh joke about finding a he would he want he would he wanted to find a a very balanced athlete where the balance was heavily weighted towards <laughs> running <laughs> that's what it takes that's what it takes to make it at this level but yeah before uh, anything else i guess it's time to do a little shout out to mr camelback or mrs camelback it's not gendered, so... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shout out that to Camelback. Yeah. We might have just lost our sponsorship just then. I know that's a, that's a hot topic these days, but uh, let's just say shout out to Camelback. Let's just pretend I didn't say anything. George, nice. you want to take it away? Yeah, you try, I can try and salvage this ad read. Um, yeah, can't, can't wait to bring you guys another episode sponsored by Camelback. I'm excited to to head back uh well no i'm sorry to head back yet but back in boulder and um got a couple new products to try which is one i'm big uh, i'm a big picnic guy so i'm excited to try the coolie backpack that they make take that for a bit of a spin and uh use use coffee club all caps at at checkout on the website get that 20 percent off that sweet sweet 20 percent off and now working in the uk i'm not sure how many countries it works in but quite a lot of them so uh check it out for sure and yeah we'll get back we'll be using the cooler well, yeah they have a they have quite a few cooler cool cooler type products on there so we're gonna try to get a few of them we have like this massive backpack which is uh it's a little over the top but i think what well, i mean it's perfect for when we have like a whole team like uh training and we need to, all our water's cooled so that'll be nice when we do like long run days to use that one but it does also have like the camelback actual like drinky thing in it so i'm excited to try to use that that'd, um, be, that'd be good for my one hike i do every year after the season <laughs> yeah <laughs> the annual hike the annual hike with the camelback so i love how they size it by number of beer cans it can fit <laughs> like the three sizes It'd be like 24 cans plus ice like 36 cans plus ice or something like it's very precise by that it's very practical it's a it's a it's important internet that, that measurement works anywhere <laughs> yeah it's just something that people understand yeah imagine like gallons who the hell knows what yeah, we don't have to work is. with the metric or yep. the american system people look at it they say yeah i think between me and my two friends we'll probably 24 beers sounds appropriate <laughs> let's get that one it's amazing but yeah shout out to count back again with all sincerity, thank you very much for sponsoring this episode and the continued sponsorship. So give them some love and take advantage of the 20% code. Coffee Club, all caps, no space. But with that out of the way, time to get into this big old world chance preview. I don't know, Joe and I have talked about this a bit. It's a weird sense that we have like one or two days left here in St. Moritz because, I don't know, it just feels like home kind of now and it feels... Mentally, it doesn't feel like... I mean, you both raced literally this week, right? Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel like that? Because I don't think... I haven't. I don't feel like we're about to do like the biggest race of the year. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I would say like being up here, it just very much feels like training. We've been here for what, three weeks now? And you're always just focused on your day-to-day, your training, your nutrition, getting your rest and just kind of seems like one day runs into the next and then all of a sudden yeah it's like wow i leave tomorrow and race on sunday so i think like once you get to budapest it's gonna be really easy to turn that switch of like getting ready to race but certainly up here doesn't really feel like it but maybe that's a good thing you know you don't get too stressed or 
um, think about the race too much. Definitely had had a similar feeling of like realizing that like the workout this morning like was the normal pre-race one we do. But I just like wasn't really thinking about it like that. It was weird. I think you're just so removed up here. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're in a little bubble world where mm-hmm. we go like between here, the grocery store and like the pool and this like little <laughs> triangle of training and that's it. Yeah. I imagine it, it is a very positive thing from a training standpoint to be able to, I mean, we are just focusing on like the most important things to get better each day and yeah, not having, I mean, I think all of us are part of like a system and where things are pretty like set out and we're all pretty smart. We wouldn't do anything differently, but I could see how some people, if like every day the thing about the world champs that could impact what you're doing in your lead up yeah i mean i would just always look back at dathan wanted us to be here so that we had three weeks to really focus for worlds and i think just looking back at our results as a team in races after being in saint moritz we usually do very well and i think it just goes back to that like focus of being up here um not really any distractions but also like not just sitting there thinking about your race. You're just kind of, yeah, like George said, walking to the grocery store, walking to the pool. All of a sudden, it's 8 o'clock. You start winding down and just rolls into the next day. Mm-hmm. I am oh. definitely ready to leave, though. I'm pretty much at my max of Samurai's time, I think. Like, coming up on four weeks, maybe, like three and a half or something. Yeah. Well, what was crazy to me was realizing, like, we spend one to two months a year up here now. Like we're, we're, I mean, when are we going to get Swiss citizenship? Like, yeah, we're going to have coming. to stop paying taxes. Gotta, yeah, like actually, we're going to pay taxes here, so that's not that's fine. But yeah, we're gonna. It is crazy. Did you see that Jingi posted that he had done seven and a half weeks up here? I was very impressed by that. But he actually does own a place up here. Yeah, we might have to. Does, is that confirmed? Uh, that or rumor? Rumor. <laughs> rumor. Also, the in the alleged building he lives in, we found a Ferrari with a Norwegian license plate. So. Uh, yeah also allegedly allegedly <laughs> i never saw him in it i never saw him in it but i never saw the car again once he left yeah is it confirmed that jingy owns a ferrari uh or is that also per ollie okay. per ollie owns more than one ferrari yeah that sounds the maybe and, next to, and next to the ferrari there was a red porsche also a norwegian plate so Heinrich. one for him one for Jing. elizabeth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe he just never posts about it because he's got a his Mercedes sponsorship to think about. Yeah. I've, have you, okay. This is a renaissance in F1. Have you seen how sometimes they'll drive into the, there'll be like the videos where they show everyone turning up to their races mm-hmm. and they're driving in, in cars that are different to their sponsors, but they must have like, it must only be allowed in cases where like it's owned by the Often same. it's like, I think it's if you're like in a partnership. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I thought that I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. It doesn't seem right. Like, but that would make sense. Except for Sebastian Vittel would, show oh, up on a bike <laughs> yeah the bike that was pretty sweet what a great man he is but yeah it's been um it has been a long time here but also it's yeah you're in this weird time vortex but i would say that ultimately we're all very fit and in a good place so i guess it seems like the goals have been achieved i guess we'll see once we get to the race but uh, what are you guys gonna not miss about being here i kind of just feel a little bit bad all the time here okay actually probably the biggest thing is the heat training but that's not even related to being here. I I did want to like, I think the heat training has felt really hard, but we'll, we'll get to that after. I think same race specifically. I just, I don't know why. I just a little bit more tired here all the time. Yeah. I'll just miss like, I really like in Boulder where there's, you can go to like a nice lunch cafe or get a nice coffee here. It's just like, 
I think we make, we like make pretty much every meal. If you want to go out to eat that often, it's very expensive. So it would be nice to like kind of be able to go do a few more things, not just the, the triangle from the grocery store to the bed to yeah. the pool. Do you know what? There's one, the one random thing we brought up before here that just my brain just can't get my head around is the doors opening. Oh, yeah, the pushing the other way. That's All a big the doors. One. Is that, I don't know if that's in Europe or just Switzerland, doors that would normally be pull ones, are like pulled, on the outside yeah. of a building, go inwards. I only noticed that here. Maybe it is to do with like the cold weather. Snow, maybe. Yeah. Like mm. it could, build up outside. Of, yeah. But they're inside the pool too. Like the in, But then it maybe just becomes like the norm for this yeah. area. Maybe we got to look that up. Maybe that's kind of like a driving on the left versus right side of the road thing, but it's even more specific. Like it's just a very regional thing here where it just for some reason became the norm because gets us every time. <laughs> so many times like, like pulling the shit out of a door. Yeah, you think, you think it's, it's like, locked? There has been multiple times where I'm going to call out Mario for this. He's been, he's been messaging in the group chat. Can someone like to see, we'll go to like a random hotel to see like someone for a massage and Mario will be messaging like, hey, the door's locked. Can someone come let, come let me in? And it was just, he was trying to. Alicia <laughs> did the same thing. She's, she's like, oh no, the gym was locked. I'm like, I don't think the gym locks. Preferably, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she was just pulling it. Like, I know there were people in there. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that, that always gets so you. So George won't miss the doors. The doors. Just, that's a good engineering type answer. I don't know. <laughs> but Just wanted to bring that up. No, it's a good gripe. I love it. On to the uh, heat training, though. I realized today how, maybe this is why I feel bad all the time. So I don't know if we've talked about our heat training protocol yet on the show, but I think this episode, well, not that we ever care about giving away secrets and not that this is really a secret, but this episode will come out so close to the races so that if someone wanted to copy us, they couldn't anyway. But we've been doing a pretty solid heat training protocol, which is it's nothing crazy. It's just wearing a bunch of layers for pretty much every run and sometimes like after the run as well, like later in the day. And this is because the weather in Budapest should be pretty warm. And especially the, the humidity is one thing that we don't get here. Because it can be hot here in the sun, but it's always relatively dry. And it's very hard to race in those hot and humid conditions if you haven't done any preparation at all. And that's kind of the trade-off that you often have when you go train at altitude and you're preparing for a hot race. So I guess the solution for it is to do some form of heat training by overdressing and we've taken it pretty seriously like the most serious i think we've ever taken it because even for the last couple of years people have done it like mm-hmm. going back to tokyo but now that we have the big man olov with our protocol things have gone up a notch and i feel so tired and bad doing it i noticed it really today because i did a long run and my heart rate was so elevated and then i took the layers off for the last two miles do you feel amazing i felt amazing <laughs> i felt free i was like wow this feels so good but it's a tough one because I think it is making me very tired a lot of the time, but I'm hoping it pays off, you know? Yeah, I would say like I've done the heat training protocol a bit more being a 10K runner, so I kind of know what to expect. But yeah, it definitely does make you more tired. and You have to kind of slow things down a bit, but um, the trade-off is definitely worth it when you're racing in the hot and humid conditions. Um, like we did it leading into Eugene a year ago. And I know other people in the race were like complaining about how hot the 10K was. And that was like the last thing on my mind. And so I think that's like a positive if you can basically get into the race and not even think about the heat and just worry about like racing to your potential um, is 
obviously a big benefit. And so if you're a little tired, maybe a week out and you're not able to run quite as fast on a long run, I think that trade-off is certainly worth it. Yeah, like that's okay. Even though it's a weird feeling, like you want to feel as good as possible going into a race, but I guess it's worth it. I think it's interesting that like some of the things we're going for are the actual physiological benefits, but also I feel like a lot of the stuff we talked about in, in the meetings with Olive is like perception-based stuff where even if like, yeah, you get some physiological benefits, but also just feeling like you're not, like your brain isn't telling you that, oh, it's so hot, it's so humid, like how am I going to do it? Like just getting your head around, all right, it's hot, but I actually feel all right. You know what? I actually think that is definitely the biggest part of it in a way because I was thinking about this this morning because there have been a couple of times where I've been surprised. I've been doing a long run and I've been heat training and I've been like, wow, this feels really hard. And I'll look down at my watch and my heart rate isn't that high. Like it's not as high as I thought it would be. So I was thinking about it. I'm like in a race when you look at if it's really hot and you're doing especially yeah, longer races where it becomes more of a factor, there'll be, yeah, like pure physiologically, there's, I don't know, it, this is making numbers up, but say it could be up to like a 5% impact, which 5% is really big. But if it's really hot, maybe, maybe that is an accurate number. But the mental side of it, the perception side of it, that could actually be way more if you like really like fucking psyched yourself out and like you really slow down because you're like this feels way too hard like the the like perception side of it could be zero percent impact on you if you do it right but it, if you didn't do it right it could be like 50 percent. you know so i agree with that i, I just remember in tokyo it was like so hot and i remember halfway through the race it was like just thinking to finish this race like i have to slow down yeah and that kind of just that's what that's why I take this stuff so serious because that's not what you want to be thinking about <laughs> in like your championship race. You do all this training to like race your potential. And if you're sitting there thinking, okay, I need to like slow down just cause I'm too hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so we're all just doing the protocol and yeah, hopefully it pays off. Even the shorter distance people are doing it, like the 1500 because there's like benefits for that as well. And George's event is kind of in the middle where, I mean, ultimately, I think it just makes sense to do it for a variety of reasons. And I was telling Joe this this morning. I'm like, I might just heat train for the rest of my life. Because, <laughs> well, like, if you look at Helen, she heat trains every day. <laughs> she, Helen, like a lot of the Kenyan athletes do it all the time. And uh, it's like one of the big benefits of it is if you do listen to your body and you do slow down, it is a good thing for your muscles on like those recovery days where you are still working harder because you're more hot, but you're not running as hard so that could help you actually recover better so we'll see what happens maybe in the fall we'll still be doing it but yeah it's been it's been good it's been challenging but i think it'll pay off and uh yeah the final thing i wanted to talk about just in terms of the general st Mary's vibes is who else has been training here because i've been really surprised i thought there was gonna be like every single like distance runner was gonna be here but it's like mostly like americans and yeah british people i remember ollie was like freaking out about how are we gonna do workouts on the track it's gonna be so busy and like it it is it is really busy like he was right but it it wasn't busy with pro runners it's all these camps they have up here like certainly there are a lot of pro runners but you'll be like doing a rep and you'll just see this like herd of like a hundred people get off the bus and you're just like well better finish my workout quick (laughs) yeah it's not busy with people that are leaving for worlds like tomorrow it's busy with all sorts of random people yeah. on a lot of high schoolers i feel like and and people on camps today was a was a tough one 
the first time I tried to do some hurdles up here and not down in Kivina. And there were like, there were probably a hundred people at the track. Yeah. And I was trying to do some hurdles in lane three and somehow managed to get around, but it was quite stressful because there people, a lot of people jog around the outside too. Yeah, I'm guilty. I was almost in George's way in, <laughs> in lane three today. In between strikes. Yeah, Clicker was one of those people. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you. Part of the riffraff. It, it was honestly just like, it was good for my hurdling, like a little more chaos mm. to, to dodge around practicing your your race awareness maybe you run way too fast though (laughs) (laughs) no it is it is just stressful like i think it's not like we've had any big incidents but the potential of having incidents just really keeps you alert but when you do a workout you often want to try and relax and not think and so it's kind of annoying for that but the the funny thing with it is it's just like a roll of the dice because some mornings like we normally train around 9 30 and some mornings there'll be no one there at that time and then yeah some mornings will be more like today where there's like 100 people there and you're like well just gotta make make the best of this one see what i can do so yeah. but yeah i've found it like so bauman is here uh the bunch of the under armor people are here then who, who else is here? there's, like, a, lot I of, there's a lot of random europeans like not teams just like yeah i feel like mostly british a lot of team like the British team. Yeah, they had some form of, like, because some of their, like, team, I don't know, what are they Team UK? Are they Team Britain? <laughs> team Great Britain coaches were, like, here. So I think they had maybe some form of a camp. Oh, yeah, Canada has, like, just mm-hmm. a few athletes here. And Andy Powell, TC, is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, funny story about Andy Powell. So yesterday I was walking back from dinner up in town, and I was just wearing, like, casual clothes. And I said hi to him. I thought he would recognize me. And in response, I say hi to him, and he says ciao. <laughs> so he just so for those who aren't listening, uh, who who are listening, like ciao is like the most common response you'll say to like a European person here because like everyone knows what it means. But yeah, he definitely just didn't recognize me and thought that I was some just a some random Italian, random European. Everyone's so friendly here, so yeah, and just a lot of ciao. So I was like, okay, that's, that's quite cool. funny. Yeah, apparently he hates being called his pro guys being called a team as much as mike smith so that makes me want to call it well, andy power mike, TC, mike more. Smith tc rolled up yesterday he yeah, just got here speaking yeah. speaking to mike smith elite oh freaking andy's gonna stop signing people to pro con having people sign pro contracts and stay with him then if he doesn't want a team exactly just have him get nils <laughs> in college <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah so who is it just abdi and um luis luis are here yeah. just for a few days haven't seen woody no Woody. He's elusive. No Woody sighting. He's probably, I don't know where he is. He's probably in Flagstaff. Tra- trained in the woods. Yeah. Getting after it. But yeah, so there are like a lot of people here, but also there's not, I, I just assume that like every country would have like their pre, what do you, whatever you want to call it, their pre-competition training camps here for all their distance runners. I thought it was going to be like super, super official and it's, it's a little more ragtag than that. Not in a bad a way. A lot of people have actually left for their team camps that are yeah. elsewhere well even freaking Jakob left here early to go down to sea level to do some i assume heat human training so yeah a lot of people are doing that which i mean there's many ways each to, each to their own yeah many ways to go about it and so now it's probably a good time to get a little more specific with our race previews and the first well we don't know if george is literally the first race of the whole meet but he's got to be close to it Gotta be close. What is it? Like <laughs> 11 a.m. day one. <laughs> yeah, straight into it. Saturday morning. Um, first round of the steeple. 
um i'm actually i'm kind of happy that it's that it's early mm-hmm. last year was like day seven for the 5k or something and i was in eugene for like 10 days before it by the time i raced i didn't want to be there anymore <laughs> that's, that's gonna be me this year i was year. so sick of eugene I but can't wait. um yeah had my last workout this morning feeling good feeling fresh you've been crushing workouts recently <laughs> prep prep honestly couldn't couldn't have gone any better i would say like nothing i i wish would have happened that um you know that didn't so mm-hmm. um yeah feeling good heat i thought heat sheets someone mentioned they came out yesterday well we're gonna come out start of this week but i haven't actually looked yeah i guess it's tough to do a very specific race preview because yeah. i know what the heats are but i think this, this year i guess shouldn't matter the heats really the heats no. really should be like their own race like they're not dependent on each other this year steeple is just doesn't matter if it goes fast yeah three heats of 12 top five into the final so yeah the steeple is nice because it was harder to qualify because there's only 36 spots but then once you've qualified like the idea of like three heats of 12 with top five in each qualifying seems i would say less intimidating compared to you know some of the other ones so yeah i like that they're putting just 12 in a on the line like that's going to be the smallest steeple field i've ever been in yeah and compared to like the 5k is like 21 or 22 on the line i imagine if they did that in the steeple that would be Madness. carnage so yeah. the 5k is well it's one thing that's kind of weird is then have you i don't know if like where this is officially out there but they then put did you guys see that they put extra people in to some of the events like, like more they, than the quota yeah based on okay this is testing like i don't actually know how is this it, works doesn't like every country get to have someone at worlds yeah there's like some wild cards because because i think there's Hungary. a hungarian in the 5k who's like a 14 something runner and then i think maybe some of the area champion type like people that qualified i don't know i think some of them like weren't actually counting the quota and then they got added in after but some of the races have like more than the actual quota so so there could be more than 42 yeah I, I wonder if there be. could be more than 36 then in the sequel. Probably yeah. a few more. I guess it's possible. Yeah. So we'll see. But just a little random aside. But yeah, I guess we can't really do that specific of a preview for the steeple. Yeah. It's got to be top five, right? Got to be top five to make the final. So yeah, just getting straight into it. Early session. That'll be not good timing in the US to watch at all. <laughs> yeah, that won't be I don't even know if that. I don't even know if the first session is televised actually. I think it. I, I don't know. Because it'll be like Sidious Mag. They posted Citrus Mag. They posted a really nice graphic of. All yeah, the, I think it might anything. have said that the just the afternoon session was televised in the US. Damn. Well, I'll but go it's gonna up. be like three a.m. anyway. So I'll go to the stadium. I'll take a little video of it. Yeah, <laughs> you guys can just wake up and um, check it out if yeah. you're in the US. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything else to add? What can I add to that? Well, yeah. with the final, well, the final then is on. How much is the break? Two days? Two full days off. So okay. day four, very late at night. Mm-hmm. And so what's the date of that then? 22nd. 22nd. Okay, so that'll also happen like a bit after this episode, like before the next one. So I guess all we'll say for now is uh, hopefully everything is all smooth in the heat. And then in the final, once George is in there, anything can happen, you know? And that's been the goal that he's been training for for a long time now. And it's just been getting better and better so very excited to watch that one go down but take care of the heats first and then we'll get to that i guess yeah so yeah the 
10K is a little easier to preview. Yeah. I don't know everyone who's running it, but you can kind of look and see because obviously there's no prelim. There used to be a long time ago, but not anymore. <laughs> what, it's when, honestly you know, crazy to think about. Do you know when they got rid of that? I think it I was like 2000 maybe. I think it was later because I'm pretty sure I've seen Gebra Celesi doing prelims. I don't okay. know why I would have yeah, seen maybe, that. Maybe 04. What, what like times that. were they running? I, I have no idea. It had to be slow, right? Yeah, it would be the most annoying thing. The ones have to run a 10K prelim. Yeah. Especially when they're, like, they're these probably guys, doubling. Yeah, yeah, these guys yeah, are, these doubling guys are definitely well. doubling 5K, 10K. That's so much racing. Yeah. And their spikes would have been this thin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gerber Slossy probably could have just put on like trainers and been fine. Yeah, he could have jogged it in. But Sweatsuit yeah. trainers. I wonder how many people qualified for the 10K back then. Yeah, I wonder if the field was like just was double just like, yeah. and then they just cut it down. You know what I mean? Because right now yeah. I think it's 27, which is the smallest field size at Worlds, at least on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do that so you don't have to have a prelim, but maybe it was like 50. That'd and then crazy. they'd had two heats at 25 or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, looking at the race, I mean, the I guess the big one, well, one of the big things that's happened in the tank is Kip Lima yeah. to pull out due to, a, I think, a hamstring injury. And he was the bronze medalist from last year and the Olympics, maybe? Yeah, bronze medalist, but honestly, like, was showing some of the best form. Mm-hmm. Winning world cross-country champs this year. And then I think he ran 12-41 in Oslo. In Oslo? Yeah. Did he win? Or did Yom- I think Yomov got him. Yomov got him, but that was his first race of the year on the track, I want to say. I think first race since winning world it's cross. a good rust buster. Yeah, that's a great rust buster. So it's unfortunate he's not going to be there. Um He's definitely a type of runner too that like I think would just go to the front and just push it mm-hmm. because he just knows he's better than like everyone right now. Mm-hmm. So, but the tank is very interesting. Interesting right now because those guys at the top. I mean, this is always true to an extent, but those guys at the top are like really so good. Mm-hmm. And so often, I think it comes down to like how hard they want to make the race, you know. And especially like with the Ethiopian team and stuff. I mean, I've. <laughs> I feel like sometimes you see team tactics, but I don't know. It'll be interesting if they yeah, do anything. I like felt that like you used to when it, they used to try and beat Mo Farah. They would well, like try and team up. In Tokyo, there was definitely some team tactics with Uganda because I want to say it was Steven Kissa, like went out really hard. And I think he ended up finishing like last. Um, but I want to say that he was trying to make it maybe a fast race for Cheptegei because he was kind of in the best form mm-hmm. in world, or at the Tokyo Olympics. So just kind of ensuring that he could win it when maybe Steven Kissa didn't really have a chance to medal or anything. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, from your perspective, I don't think it really matters how the race plays out because you're in such great form. And looking at the last, this is your third consecutive like world tanker. And you've had a nice cut down from the, the last two. You had a good improvement. And so to this one, where I think we're very excited to see yeah, no, I was 16th in Tokyo and the 9th last year, but I feel like everything's just progressed really in a linear way from a year ago. And I think that if I can just continue to run to my potential, I think that hopefully being around the top five is very realistic. Um, so that's kind of my goal going into it. I don't, again, I don't totally know everyone who's running. I know the Ethiopians are in great form, but honestly, they've had to run so many races. Like their qualification is so hard to get selected because their country is has so many great runners like 
I think they've had four or five runners break 1250 for 5k this year. So to get selected for their 5k team, like they had to go to all the diamond leagues and not just place well, they had to go run fast because they kind of picked their team on the times descending order. Dude, um, they literally picked their for teams the 5k on descending order, which except the 10k they have a trial. Yeah. But I don't reckon that I don't think that is good for the diamond. I mean, okay, it made some pretty incredible 5k races, but I feel like it would be so much more interesting if you had a had a diamond league season where it wasn't just the Ethiopian runners trying to time trial every single race. Yeah, well, yeah, it is interesting because like in Oslo, up front they ran so fast, and I feel like me and Luis had a great battle, and <laughs> it wasn't even on TV. I think we ran twelve fifty five, and they ran twelve forty, so we we're like hundred meters behind them, and so they're you know they're just showing the winner. But I, I was mean, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be sick to see this battle of me and Luis down the home stretch. And you <laughs> just didn't get to see it. Just yeah, like the last insane. OU dip, I think, you got to see. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm more want, like, if they want to run fast, then that's good. But if they're only running fast because their federation is, like, forcing them to, then I don't, concept, like, then every I don't time, like it. Every time they're, they're forced to run fast, they don't have a choice. And then because, I mean, a bunch of other guys from the first fast 5K of the year, they already ran twelve in the 12 40s then mm-hmm. it's like oh my god like every race really go for it it is very odd that they don't just have a trial yeah but i think sometimes it comes back to hurt them at worlds like i, I would say hope maybe they'll compete as well as they've been in all these diamond leagues but to keep that high level of form is extremely hard to do when you're running 1242 early in the season and mm-hmm. then two months later you have to go race all the best in the world yeah so for for this one for the 10k do you think that you kind of just go into it and just try find a nice spot and relax and feel your body out or will you specifically like pick some people that you think like all right this is the right person to key off and hopefully you can like stay like behind them and stay relaxed and then like if you feel good make a move at some point in the race yeah i would say that i think i'm in shape to run 2650 or so um and so that's going to kind of be my limit as far as how hard I go out a year ago in Eugene I was it kind of went out slow and so I was just like all right let's just stay in this lead pack as long as I can and so going into the race this year that's kind of my same plan but just knowing that I'm fitter than a year ago I have more experience than a year ago Um, but obviously if there's like a crazy move made and I, I know where my fitness is at and I know I can only run to that level and so to do something stupid and like, the, I, I guess I just know what I'm capable of and whether that's, that is good enough to get a medal, good enough to get fifth place. That's what we find out at world champs. But, um, I feel like if I can just run to my potential and not do anything stupid, that's all you can really hope for. Yeah. I think that's a really good way of approaching it and going into it. I feel like the U S team is actually <clears throat> really strong this year. Like, I feel like you guys will even be able to kill off each other a bit in there. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, we were strong a year ago, and uh, like Grant's not there this year, but like Woody has shown he's just better than a year ago. I guess Woody wasn't on the 10K last year, was he? No. No, he wasn't. But two years ago he was. And so like I think all of us have just shown we're just better. I mean, Sean is just, even with his injury, goes in PRs, 13.02, he's just better than he was a year ago. And so um, if you just keep raising your ceiling and keep running your potential, like you're you should just keep moving up. Like that's kind of how I look at it every year. If your potential is higher and you keep running to that potential, then 
hopefully you're closer and closer to the medals. And I guess I don't think there's many people who go into the race feeling like, okay, I'm, I know I'll at least get a medal today. So no, definitely not. I think if the opportunity is there, I think anyone on team USA is ready to go for that. They're not yeah. like scared of that opportunity, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just it. Like you never know exactly what's going to happen on race day. And then, I mean, a year ago, Grant was like, he was, he was so close, you know, he was competing yeah. right there. He ended up fourth right a year ago. He did. Yeah. So he, he was right there, like in the big battle at the end. Yeah. I mean, I would say to a lesser extent, like when I won the trials last year and beat Grant, like I didn't really think going in, coming off injury, I'd be able to do that. But it's just when that opportunity presents itself and you take advantage of it, that's kind of what you would hope for. But it being a medal at Worlds, like that's all you could ask for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when is the 10K? Sunday at 6.25 in Budapest, PM. That's day two? Day two. Day two. uh, It's right before the men's 100-meter final, so it'll be on national television. That's why those tickets were so expensive to buy. Cinta was like looking at buying tickets for her friend, (laughs) and I think that's the same night as her semis, Mm -hmm. and her friend only had bought tickets to the heats, and she's like, there's no freaking seats. There's no seats available. My family my dad's gonna be there my two brothers and they're looking at tickets and on the seat map it was like just the very top rows of the stadium and they're fine with that because they like seeing like the whole track and everything but obviously everyone just wants to be on that home stretch to watch the 100 meter final and the 10k finish and the 10k finish <laughs> don't forget that it's Those... crazy the 100 final was day two it's always like that it's always like that where the the meet has this crazy like up front and then it's like the it's like a bell curve kind of way. It's yeah. like the first few couple of days and then the back. The back I used to make sense because it's a weekend to start and then like days in the middle and then a weekend to finish. Yeah. No, that makes complete Maybe. sense. <laughs> yeah. Someone's thought about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Every day for us is just a Saturday. So. Yeah. <laughs> but like regular people, that actually, maybe that makes sense. It makes but it's nice sense. for me that they put it before the 100 meter because I could definitely see a lot of people. Maybe people will just roll in after the 10K that night, but probably not. They'll probably be there for the no, whole session. No, they'll be finding their seats. Will be, just will be into yeah, they'll be finding their seats and hopefully they're really into the race. Yeah. I reckon they will be. Do you, have, I've thought about this, like the stadium, I'm not sure what the capacity is, but like a lot of the nights are pretty, they're not sold out, sold out, but they're they're pretty well. Like the tickets are sold pretty well, I think. Do you think that it's a lot of like Hungarian people? I mean, on the weekends it probably is, I guess. Or do you think it's a lot of people flying in, just a lot of parents in the stands? I think it's a lot of, just Europeans, it's relatively easy to get to. I mean, I was like really surprised when we had uh, like a massage uh, physio come in from Ireland and like he just like nonchalant was like, yeah, like me and my wife are going to go for a few days to watch the world champs. Like you wouldn't really get that in the US, just like no. a therapist being like, oh yeah, I'm just going to like go uh, watch the Milrose games. Yeah, a couple nights in Budapest. Yeah, exactly. Easy. And so I think, train. I think it's just super accessible to like a lot of <laughs> moderate level track fans in Europe. I think like just European cities are that much more accessible that you can just take like an hour probably flight from almost anywhere in Europe mm-hmm. yeah. and get there. I think it's 35,000. tickets are not like, like sure, if you want to sit right on the finish line, it's very expensive. But I think you could like get into most sessions for probably less than 20 bucks. Definitely less than 20 bucks because even, yeah, the ones that were during the 100 meter final, I think the ones high up that were still less than $20 yeah. when you converted the, the currency, so... It is very reasonable. Super accessible. And yeah, and travel, I think travel in Europe is, is pretty cheap compared to America. Maybe it's, it's probably gotten a lot more expensive, but uh, yeah, and the cities are not, I mean, Budapest, I, I don't think it's the cheapest city, but it's definitely not the most expensive city to stay in. So it does make a lot of sense for them to host an event like this. Yeah, and, let's have someone run the numbers, what it would be to go to 
a weekend in Eugene World Champs and then a weekend in Budapest World yeah. Champs. I think it'd be probably cheaper to go Coming from, from the East Coast of America. East see which one's cheaper. Yeah. I think it'd be cheaper to go from East Coast to Budapest and then East Coast to Eugene. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have to crunch the numbers on it. But yeah, so that's going to be the 10K. But also on those first two days, it's it's... I mean, pretty much the whole team is competing in the first two days. Yeah. Bunch of 1500s. <laughs> Wait, yeah. it's just you that's not, right? And Jonas. Yeah, and then I guess Alicia's doubling as yeah, well. Yeah, doubling, but, but she does compete but yeah, the first day. everyone starts in the first two days, which, like George already said this, I think that being at the beginning is so much better than being at the end. I agree there's a big sense of fatigue for everyone involved, like from like, I don't know, just the people that's like, a lot of the, more the people that work and stuff, mm-hmm. by the end, like they're very fatigued. And people just stop caring as much, especially when you're in the hotel and people are like done competing. The vibe is just so different. Yeah. And she's like, ah, oh, you get a bit jealous. You're like, damn, I, I wish I was already done. So mm-hmm. very jealous. These guys are at the <laughs> beginning. I'm all the way at the end. At least you're up in St. Moritz a few more days though. So yeah, but I'm going early. I'm going, I'm going in the day before the, the meet starts to see because yeah. our guy Jason will True. be there as well. So I'll be there for a bit, but I, I think I'll manage. I'll be okay. It'll be nice to be with the Australian team for a bit longer. I think that's always pretty fun. But yeah, so we have 1,500 starting across those first two days, like heats. I think the men's and women's are both on day one heats. Yeah, but I think Sinta's in the morning session with me Mm -hmm. and Mario and Yara in the evening session before Alicia, I think. Okay, and then so both their semis are the next day as well then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no All evening session, I think. So that's all Yara's a little bit before me because I think I'm towards the end of the meet and he's towards the beginning. That's, that's actually a good day to go day. to. 1,500 semis, 10K final and 100 final. I'll be there. Probably 100 but semis. you're excited too. for the 10K final. I thought you wanted to <laughs> get rid of that event. <laughs> Joe hasn't forgotten. Joe hasn't, hasn't forgotten, forgotten the last podcast. I haven't forgotten about that. <laughs> okay. No, but I I said I don't, that I like the championship 10K. Okay. Okay. It was, it was the Shocker. qualifying for the 10K I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've got here, I'm all in. All right. <laughs> that's acceptable. But uh, yeah, so the that's Mario and Yared in the in the men's and then Cynthia in the women's for the 1500s across those first two days. And then also Alicia. So her 10K is day one. Yeah, yeah night session. one, I yep, think. Exactly. So that's going to be a big one. And she, I mean, Alicia is in absolutely amazing form. The the women's 10k at the championships the last few times is always just ridiculous what they do. And you got, I don't know exactly who was doing the 10k this year because I think the focus, at least from what I've seen, has been a bit more on the 5k because like, you have so many people doing like the 1500 5k double and just like, I mean, they've set the world record in the 5k and stuff this year and all that. But I assume the 10k field is. We know Helen's not doing it. So the silver medalist not doing silver it. Silver medal's up for grabs. Yeah, yeah silver medal is now open. Yeah, so Alicia maybe sneaking to get that. But I think for her, it'll be a kind of a similar thing where if she shows up on the day and runs, runs like just like her best race, anything can kind of happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, if she shows up in the form like when she, I mean, set either of any of her American records, like that's got to be form that's hopefully in a position where a medal is there to take. But again, with the women's 10K, sometimes it's in- just incredibly fast. Like, I think she's Alicia's run like 30 flat or... 30 so, flat, yeah. Yeah, and what if some of the top women run like 29 flat? Does Gaudet have a world record? I think it's yeah. 29 O's. I think Stefan Hassan is also, yeah, 29 yeah. O's are around there. Is she running it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's doing the triple. But again, like the oh, thing yeah. with that is like, with <laughs> world champs, it's like, 
showing up in that form is so different from doing that at yeah. like a random meet when you know you're in peak form like with the pacing and all with that. the pacing the lo- everything yeah so sifan will have already run 1500 heats yeah <laughs> really yeah. yeah so she'll be super tired from that because yeah. uh wasn't it last year she, she fell, fell and then she still, still won she went so quick to catch up I, yeah she like sprinted and got back yeah and i think she won the heat still i think that was tokyo yeah, was tokyo? Sure that, yeah that was tokyo oh, okay. i think but yeah she's Dude, doing the triple the That'll be her who Surprise she's not doing the marathon too. Yeah, she should. Her tempo warm up will just be like just a nice long hard fifteen hundred rip. Mm-hmm. Couple of hours out. So Oh no, I guess it's in the morning session. Dude, hope your hotel is close to the track. Like how <laughs> think of that back and forth. Logistically that sounds difficult to have to go back oh and gosh. forth to the track multiple times. Yeah. So she could um teach bobby kersey a thing or two about hey. words. just lives leave bobby room should just be attached to the call room yeah she's just living at the track this is yeah. one room just for her converts it into a bedroom um speaking of bobby kersey do we know if i think mo is racing or not we mentioned it last week haven't heard anything more about i don't think it's been any, they just put any out the rumors that it. she might not race just Maybe they just do it for the new cycle. I don't know. Yeah, we're all dialed on it now. So, <laughs> yeah, like, because no point to that story really, apart from that. I mean, the sad one is that Sydney McLaughlin did have to pull out because of a knee issue. That is actually sad because she's in great form, crazy, crazy form, and just seeing her because she was going to do the four hundred, right? Yeah, open. So seeing yeah. her, in she, that race. it was saying minor knee injury, but it's obviously been going on a while because I was on the she pulled out of monaco I, I was on the ticker table in the monaco where they have like the winter car people and she was on the table next to me getting some knee stuff done then a man on the inside and then she pulled uh, out of monaco so like it's hip, hip a violation maybe too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> potentially potentially no i just like think it was someone that looked like could have been sydney i just yeah. overheard yeah that's fake yeah george just made that that was a dream <laughs> that was a dream that yeah it's feat. unfortunate because she's actually been racing quite a bit this year and like obviously she yeah. had to pull out of monaco but she intended to race it she was there and everything so so all this stuff about focusing on the olympics does this mean we don't care as much about the olympics because we're running worlds i think i think we're in a different place i think if you've already won a gold medal at the olympics it changes your perspective on the sport a little bit if you've won a gold medal at the age of 20 i think you you just don't care about the world champs as much yeah i get paid so much i was like trying to put myself in like their level of fame mm-hmm. and like see and it's like yeah you've won an olympic gold and like obviously like the olympics just does more for your career than worlds like worlds is obviously huge but like you win an olympic gold and that's just everyone in the world knows what that is well, and so i can see why they're like doing this i mean obviously i don't think financially they need to be running this world champs um but it still is crazy like that you would a year out think like okay i need to focus on my training for olympics like i don't even know when the trials for the olympics are next year <laughs> yeah so no, to I be think... that far like to have your training thinking that far out maybe bobby kersey's like really dialed but to me it seems crazy like a bit extreme because it is a weird one i think yeah they're just in such a different bracket where the the difference between them winning worlds and not competing at worlds is so like in terms of their career and their legacy and because they're they're these athletes are like approaching or maybe already at like celebrity level in America. Mm-hmm. And if you think about celebrity level in America, not competing at the world champs 
doesn't really make a difference. Even if they go compete and win a gold, it doesn't even like that might not even be a news story for them. Yeah. But the difference between them not winning the gold at the Olympics compared to winning the gold, that's like such Yeah, like say say, say they went and won a gold this year at Worlds and then maybe somehow this knee injury Sydney has isn't like all the way resolved and she isn't able to run Olympics next year, then that does hurt like her legacy. Yeah, I would say. And I think I think we're we're just really doubting like every year trying to improve and get better because I know a lot of people in Australia where and this is almost looking at it from the other end of the spectrum where I know a lot of people who are good athletes but they work full-time jobs, they'll really make a push just for the Olympic years. Like world champs obviously would still be like amazing, but these people they really prioritize the Olympics. So I've seen it happen from that perspective more because these people are more you know they're taking they can't time do, off work. yeah they can't be d- that dialed in every yeah. year so i've seen people have more of that priority list compared to us where we're just always going for it mm-hmm. so. yeah i would say for us like we don't really approach this year different than an olympic year like not really we're just trying to get better every year i mean definitely like not making missing out on the olympics would hurt a lot more than missing out on worlds but that doesn't change anything we do in preparation agreed agreed Guess we're just not the best. <laughs> like, it's, it, guess like, we just don't have a gold medal mindset. Yeah, <laughs> what are we doing? All right, I'm like you're out. The situation is like, if she doesn't run this year, like if she's like, if if she's your favorite runner in the world, like you want to watch her run. And that's just her being like, all right, like have fun following the sport until the US trials next year. But I would say that it's a like, lot of like, I'll see you in nine months a lot of, dude, but, but think about this like you were saying they they're like level of fame do a lot of their fans even care like if they're like actually famous a lot of their fans probably hardly even follow their track careers they more just follow like their personality and like just them as a as a person you know yeah that's probably the difference between like the track fans versus like our like fans follow us for results and fans. like more so i'd say it's true yeah i think it is just it's just things they could also be just very valid reasons like also i think i've based on what you said and just in i kind of already thought this i imagine her knee injury is probably actually like pretty decent even though like yeah. like people were saying like oh it doesn't require surgery so like how bad can it be i mean it's still neither does ollie but it's still a very yeah. serious bad so. but uh, actually another another piece to that like ollie pulling out of worlds we do have some level of that. Like, I think a lot of people who are as fit as Ollie would be like, screw it. Like, I'm going to push through the worlds. But Ollie obviously knows, like, for his career, it's the best move. And so I, I, I could see how people could, like, even look at that in a yeah. little bit of a similar light, you know. But obviously, we have, like, a long-term vision. For, mm-hmm. for our, Ollie has, like, you know, and Dathan have that long-term vision of, like, okay, we don't want to do anything stupid. But some people be like, I'm in such good form. I need to run this year's world championships mm-hmm. to, like do something big yeah i guess it's tough to know until you're actually in that position and you're living it because yeah i mean we only did just make that same call for like like ritz his first world team he made i think he like ran on a stress fracture and didn't finish the race Mm -hmm. and so or maybe it's even the olympics i I forget it's probably both probably, (laughs) probably both but like that's a lot of people would do that because it's such a big stage and such an accomplishment to make it there but then you have like the people who yeah, it's not necessarily that. the right move still yeah exactly Long, longer term long term yeah so exactly. we would hope that we are more often making those right moves so i think that's kind of it for our world's preview unless we have any other events that we're super excited for i'm just i'm just all consumed by our team you know so everything that i think about i think through the lens of our teammates competing in it and i don't know 
Actually, I don't even know what other events are at the beginning of the championship apart from now. I know the men's 100 is at the beginning. I guess, we, I mean, we, we do. We're all on Fred, the Fred Curley bandwagon this whole year until, I don't know why, it's, it's like cooled down a little bit. Yeah, he's been busy with his ranch. But I think <laughs> I think he was just getting that. I think he was just like getting that set up so that he can like travel to Budapest, go win his gold medal, and then like go back. To, he had to like he had to kind of get ahead on work on the ranch so that he could yeah. take a couple weeks off to, yeah. to go. He really front loaded the season. Just came out swinging really early, cooled off, got lost a couple of races. Yeah, went cool. went, went quiet. Yeah, he did. No, he's just no. But he'll come back for worlds. I think that'll make it more impressive. Yeah, because so. people are like oh, I forgot about Fred. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of like other sprinters who are looking in great form. So it's always sad. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think I would ever try to preview like a sprint event because I just have no idea like what is happening in all these different individuals, like lives and pathways to the final. Because I don't know. The only way that I can preview it is if, like, yeah, someone's just dominating, then I can say, yeah, they're probably going to keep dominating. Yeah. That's, like, that's all I could do. But beyond that, not much more. So I think for now, I mean, hopefully we put out a podcast next week. I guess we'll see what's happening when we're at Budapest. But hopefully we'll put out a podcast, like, midway through the event as well. So then we'll have a bit more to say. But the other big thing, well, the, the final big thing to talk about today is the recent news came out yesterday for us. Justin Knight to Bauman. And this is, it's kind of shocking just because Justin has just been so quiet for so long. His last race was the Tokyo Olympics. And then he's just one of those guys who, I mean, we had heard that he was injured and stuff, but like you don't really ever know the specifics because he pub- doesn't publicly say anything about it. And so we literally thought that he retired. Like we, we, yeah. like, we thought that he had retired. And uh, it's just crazy to see. And now, I should say we all like respect him and love him so much. Like personally, I've known him since like 2014. Like we've been racing against each other since World Juniors, and he's someone who is around our age and really like set the standard. Like going into college, I think he was so good from just freshman year, and I mean he's run freaking 12:52 or whatever back in 2019. Mm-hmm. He's he's the most amazing athlete. So we are like we all were pretty sad when like you just don't hear anything from him for so long. But then to have him go and join Bauman just out of like, it's like out of thin air. It's just crazy. It's yeah. shocking. When I saw it, I had to make sure like it was an actual news source. Because I was like, <laughs> I thought you would have heard like rumblings, you know, like, oh, Justin's running. Justin like wants to keep running pro. But no, it's just like out of nowhere joins one of like the most storied teams. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed how quiet they kept it. Because well, they, they must have been working on it for a long time. Yeah, I would say... It's got to be in the works for months. We hear so much of, like, people who are, like, changing teams or people who are looking for contracts. Like, being on our team, like, obviously a lot of them want to join our team or whatever. And so we get a lot of those, like, yeah. inside scoops. He obviously and there was nothing. join our team. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm shocked about. I thought that we would have heard because, A, he wanted to potentially join our team, or B... Like even if you he wanted to join Bauman, I would have thought that he would have reached out to our team as like a bargaining, like a negotiation tool, like yeah. for for Nike. So I am yeah shocked unless he was just know. like really set on like I just want to go. He to does. Bauman. He does. I think he loves like Nike and like Michael, like Jordan and stuff. So some people are just like they know what they want and they go get it. I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, he's he is so amazing. So I think he's got to be one of the most talented runners in yeah. the world easily. <laughs> I'm very interested as to how the training will go because from what what I know about the way he previously trained under Coach Fox is very different to how Bauman trains. But I mean, that doesn't mean that like it's a bad thing. Maybe a change is exactly what he needed. He was under Coach Fox for a really fucking long time since 2014. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's just what he needed. But um, he gets ripped to that Reebok team for for good now. <laughs> well, that was the other thing why we thought that it was an impossibility because we had heard that he's still had like years left on his contract with Reebok. Him and Coach Fox mm-hmm. both we thought, but. Who knows what happened? Expected yeah. a nice payout, probably. Yeah, well, I read yeah, the, I, I think it was maybe Let's Run put out an article, and they both, Coach Fox and Justin, really did not comment on anything to do with Reebok. And so it's just kind of a mystery what happened to that team. Yeah. Well, it is a mystery, and then it's also not because we know that like Reebok got bought by the Chinese company. He's, True. I don't know who it was. Like I think they were previously owned by Adidas or whoever mm-hmm. owns Adidas. And then I think we heard that like once the Reebok got sold, like the new owners just didn't really care about the team, which is pretty sad. Like for things to play out like that, like it's very out of the control of all the athletes. And it's also happened before, though, with yeah. Willis and those guys. They'll just this will just be the, another cycle. Yeah, there's like it a fifteen-year cycle. cycle of Reebok coming into the sport. Yeah. Well, that was actually when I disappearing. when I was leaving college, my coach Mark Wetmore was like told me to be very wary of like joining a team like that like with on because of like he's seen these companies come into the sport and then leave abruptly and that doesn't always like in justin's case you don't know how, what, what exactly happened with reebok but like it's not a smooth or good situation yeah so yeah it's it's a very real thing i remember when i first went to wisconsin one of like the old posters was in like the locker room or something and it like i think wisconsin was sponsored by reebok at one point like the track team and i was shocked i was like I didn't even know like that was like a possibility that they would like do that but yeah it is a bit of a cycle and uh yeah i mean i hope it worked out well for like all the athletes like justin and coach fox and all that but it's gonna be exciting to follow it now it's like, very exciting yeah see how he goes and i think he got surgery quite recently it's in a the June. last couple of months yeah it's a June. Two, two months ago mm-hmm. so, i don't know what that means really in terms of a timeline but yeah i don't know what the hopefully that means his goal is next, next season yeah yeah we'll see him back it'll be it'll be awesome to see him back out there we all yeah if he could love him go from tokyo no world champs to paris that'd be pretty <laughs> that pretty epic that'd be a ball move that'd be the way to do it it's but, the same uh the same thing we're hoping for t-day <laughs> who's been struggling with some achilles stuff at unaz for the last couple of years yeah it's always hard to see that but achilles is achilles is tough man yeah good thing all our achilles are relatively intact right now yeah yeah no one on our team has had no one on our team has had achilles surgery (laughs) yeah but no one on our team has had surgery right not uh, not 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 from like I mean Alicia had an ACL but that was like so a basketball. So yeah. <laughs> like Since had ACL, Since had ACL too. But <laughs> okay, but this is like but not not no OAC. Yeah, related Since surgeries. OAC. Carlos probably had some surgery on his teeth. Remember down in root canal. Root canal. I don't know if that counts. How many surgeries did Ritz have? Did he have surgeries? Yeah, like a million. I yeah, think. A I think lot. it was a million. <laughs> that's what scares me though. Hopefully, that's a testament. To the fact that we are doing things correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And taking Hopefully care of our lived and learned. <laughs> David had them all for us. <laughs> lived and learned. Learned being the key there. So, yeah. So, very excited for Jay Money. I think that's what people call him to be back 
in the running game to see just just see his name out there um, with some something new and fresh happening. But yeah, I think that's kind of it from us. All very excited to be heading into Budapest in the next few days. Going to be a crazy time, so just bear with us. But hopefully, you guys are all able to check out and watch our events and support the OAC and all that. Joe, thank you very much for coming on the the show today. Thank you. Number four. <laughs> Number four in the books. So um, I don't think everyone, anyone's ever going to catch you at this rate. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of like front runner right now. <laughs> Very far ahead. Who's close even? No one. <laughs> anyone's Who's been, been twice. I think surely someone's been two. I guess Cinta doesn't. Cinta and Alicia. And so when we did the, I don't think the little segment thing that we did last year counts. So I don't think has no one else even been twice. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Dang. Yeah, just keep re- keep requesting me. <laughs> yeah, we will. We, at this rate, we're, we're, it's pretty much an even twenty. Every twenty five, we'll yeah. have you on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the yeah, quarters. Exactly. Yeah, every quarter. <laughs> yeah. Quarter century, you get a clicker episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's looking like maybe around one twenty four. Yeah, yeah. I should we'll be back. See, we'll see if back. people stop listening, otherwise, but if we if they know <laughs> you're coming on <laughs> in twenty five episodes, okay. Well, now we need to change it up though because. There's a, this is such a random thing to say. So there's the, like the theory that like, if the most addictive things, like this is what social media companies do. They use like gambling, like the theories of gambling to make you as addicted to their products as possible, like Instagram. And they've shown that if the reward is uh, given to you at inconsistent um, intervals, it's the most addictive. Wow. So, so yeah. I might be on number 100. He <laughs> yeah. might be on 100. He might be 125, yeah. 130. You got to just keep watching those episodes yeah, to right. find out. You'll never know. We're just going to, yeah. Right. <laughs> Curveballs. Yeah. Curveballs only. That's good. But yeah. I actually think that another part of my prep, um, been chatting with Mario, <laughs> I've uh, deleted Instagram for the week. Smart. Did Damn. my, did my, I don't know if you guys noticed, big for me, had to do, do a post today. And deleted instagram wow i like that you had to talk to mario to get that yeah down. well because you know he's a massive centro fan uh um, centro did like the something for the olympics he like posted a black thing and was like dark mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. and then his next post was olympic champ dang so is mario doing it as well i feel like he was going to he's i don't know he's pretty addicted to social media <laughs> yeah, that's just quietly that's why yeah. we're talking because recently he said he's been too bored so he's wow. been on instagram a lot that's gonna be fun when you re-download it like a world gold <laughs> to make that post so if you don't that's what i'm getting at if you don't win you just don't download probably just don't get it back no then maybe after then he has to go for paris <laughs> you gotta keep it up for another yeah year. then he has to post like racing in paris i sent the bar quite high deleted, but, deleted it works again. for centra so hopefully it works here as well but yeah i think that's it episode 99 thank you very much everyone for listening we'll see you all next week